After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check us out on Five Reasons YouTube. These episodes post there. You're going to get new content like before floor, an hour before every game. Post up 5R as soon as the game ends. Hit the subscribe button. You won't miss any of the great Miami and South Florida sports content during the week. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. All of your content without a paywall, including Brady Hawk's takeaways. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our lead sponsor tonight is Signs Broward of Fort Lauderdale. You can find them at signsbrowardfortlauderdale.com. Phone number is 954-791-8685, 954-791-8685. They'll handle everything for you. The business window graphics, the interior office signage, the custom flags and banners, the sign repair and maintenance. They do it. But the biggest thing that they do is they just make great signs. Okay. So basically, if you're walking down Las Olas Boulevard or you're driving down Federal Highway in Broward County, you are going to find their signs. They are everywhere. And there's a reason that so many people use them. So give them a call at 954 791 8685, 954 791 8685, or signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale.com. And now, tonight's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got them all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander. You can find him at Greg Sylvander. At some point here, we'll have Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And of course, you can find all of our content, um, again, on FiveReasonsSports.com, but also you can find it at Off the Floor. So make sure you check that out. There's our special premium feed. It's $3.05 a month, but you can get a trial first. And we take episode suggestions. So this is kind of an episode suggestion tonight. Um, It's a little bit off the beaten path, but the couple of suggestions we got gave us some ideas. And basically the inspiration for this is something that Kyle Lowry said uh, after the loss against Minnesota. And essentially he said, I'm waiting for the real season when he was asked about shooting more and maybe being more aggressive offensively. And so we're going to talk about the real season tonight, because we know that the real season is different than the regular season. 
that this team was built for the playoffs, regardless of how people are talking now about how, you know, they were there. We heard some comments about them being a regular season team. We never thought that before the year, we thought they were built more for the postseason with some of their veterans, but they had to rely on some of the vets a little bit more during the regular season than they wanted to, I think because of all the players that were in and out. So Greg, I've always said this, the playoffs tell, um, when you're a winning franchise, you get to the playoffs a lot and you can tell, and, and again, I'm not to disparage, you know, previous players, but there were guys like say Eddie Jones or Jamal Mashburn, where you knew what you were going to get during the regular season. You were a little bit more concerned in the postseason. So we're going to go through all of these players to talk about who can raise their game, who were expecting to raise their game and who may slip back a little bit. And then ultimately whether the heat are more of a regular season proposition or a playoff proposition. So, so let's start here. Is there any player on this team, Greg, that you feel comfortable will raise his game in the playoffs more than anybody else? There's actually quite a few, but I mean, if we were going to just pinpoint down to maybe like, let's say the focused two, I would say you could expect that Kyle is going to improve his play since we're kind of playing off of his quote about the real season. I think that that's one. And I also think that there are things that Tyler can do and Jimmy can do in different parts of the game that can maybe not raise their level of play statistically, but raise their level of play as it impacts winning and going through the playoffs. So those would be kind of the three that I would hone in on, I guess. Um, It feels weird for me to leave Bam out of bio out of any of these kinds of conversations, but really Kyle is the guy that most to me has this has apparently a gear that he can get to maybe with a couple high scoring games or just being impactful in different ways that um, I think we should really focus on. And, and also like, uh, and then I'll, I'll swing this back to you so we can get Alex involved. Um, I think that when we talk about the veterans having to carry more than they did all season, mm-hmm. that's really a focus group of guys like PJ Tucker, uh, other than that, though, like if I really think about it, they've kind of gotten through this season with the bare minimum from a lot of guys in terms of either games played or having to go above and beyond statistically. So I feel kind of good in that regard. PJ is a guy who needs a week off or so. But um, otherwise, I think that they actually may have a collective gear. And we'll talk about that later in the episode. I actually think there's two guys and I think we've seen them both lately. And then I'll, I'll cycle back to your comments on Kyle. I, I think it's Tucker and Deadman. I, I don't know necessarily that. Uh, we anticipated, and I know Deadman missed a little time, but we anticipated they'd have to lean on him quite as much as they did. You know, they had the stretch when Bam was out um, that they didn't go to Yurt right away. And then, you know, Deadman was playing a lot of the big minutes. And I, I think we've seen both of them wear down a little bit. I know we talked about maybe doing an episode about that, but we can sort of filter it in here. I, I think Kyle is the one that Heat fans are hoping there is another level. And and the the reason that that's interesting to me is because Kyle, until he won a championship with Toronto was known as a guy whose play slipped in the playoffs. Um, Not right. Not to the degree that DeRozan's did, but they couldn't get past LeBron. They were the two best players. I covered the heat uh, Toronto series home and road. I remember being at the Toronto practice facility Uh, During that series between, again, that was a second round series and Kyle, uh, to his credit, um, he he had a, you know, a stronger relationship with the Toronto media than he's developed with the Miami media so far, but he basically sat there for 15 minutes 
talking about how in his head he was because he was struggling so badly. It wasn't just the heat series. It was whoever they played the round before he shot like 25% from the field and they were worried about him up there. And so I do think, you know, this is going to turn in a lot of ways into a Kyle Lowry conversation because I think that they, the heat have gotten uh, again, personal issues and the time missed aside, they basically gotten what they wanted to get out of him. I said before the year, he'd average 12 or 13 points a game. That's where he's at. He's basically averaging the numbers I projected. Okay. I just thought there would be more games and I'll pivot to Alex on this. I thought there would be more games that he took over offensively, that there would be some of these down games where he shoots only a few times, but there would be more of those 20 and more of those games would come with Bam and Jimmy playing. It feels like all of those games have come without those two guys playing. So let's start here with Kyle and then we'll get to some of the other guys. Alex, do you anticipate that he will be more aggressive offensively in the playoffs and then it'll be more impactful than he's been. Well, yeah, I definitely agree that. And I'm expecting, I have high expectations for Lowry's playoff performance. Like he implied last night in the press conference. I just think he's kind of taking it a little bit easy right now throughout this point of the season. Cause they're, they are the one seed he's, he's done this before. And he talked about that as well. He's done this for so many years that the play, you know, the, the regular season grind and um, having a lot of regular season success, like you, like you implied there, I just think at this point, um, if he doesn't step up in the playoffs, it will be kind of a big disappointment for everybody involved, whether it's the Heat or Heat fans, because they cannot get to the level that they're expecting that they want to get to without Lowry playing at the level he has in the past couple of playoffs, specifically where he's kind of playing at a similar role that he's been playing in this season, where, you know, you can expect a good 15, 16 points per game from him. And it's not about points per game. It's more about just his general level of, okay, when the jump shot is there, I'm going to take it and less about uh, just always trying to make everybody better because that's clearly what his priority is throughout the regular season. I think there's going to be plenty of times now where he's going to have to take those shots and he's going to have to really show that in the playoffs. And, and, and I think he's hinted at it throughout the season. And it's th- that's what happens when you're a veteran point guard, right? What is he, 36 years old now? Like mm-hmm. That's probably part of the way that he paces throughout the regular season. And look, like I said, I have high expectations for Kyle Lowry. It doesn't mean I want him to be a, a 20 points per game scorer, but I want him to look you know, a little bit more like what he did last night than what he did the past few nights, or, you know, a little bit more than that as well. I just think he, he's going to have to get those shot attempts up. And I think he knows it as well. Yeah. And, and I think he's cognizant of it. We've seen at times that, that he, he does pick them up when they need it. It just still feels to me like in the course of the offense, taking the shot is his last resort. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like an afterthought. And I just, I think it's fascinating that bam of all people, you know, said that he, that Kyle had to take more shots, that that's, that's the stage that we're at. And look, you can win a championship with your point guard averaging 12 or 13 points a game. I mean, he does not necessarily have to be the guy, but there are points of the game where he has to get them out of the muck, I think. And sometimes that is about shooting. And I've also noticed that, you know, since he's come back from his latest hiatus, he's not really getting in the paint. Like it doesn't even look like he's trying to get in the paint, or he just certainly doesn't look like he's trying to finish in the paint. And I do think that that needs to change to a certain degree. All right, we're going to pivot off of Kyle here a little bit. I want to get to the two other guys that Greg discussed. And then there's a couple I'm concerned about may slip in the postseason. So we're going to do that when we come back. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at All Pro Construction Builders. We always tell you so many of our sponsors here are local. Well, they are South Florida residents. They're right down here. And they service Dade Monroe, also Broward. But I always have to mention Dade Monroe because everybody thinks I cater to Broward. All pro construction builders, 
you got to check them out because we know down here hurricane season is always around the corner. So if you got to protect your home, you got to protect your business, contact All Pro Construction Builders. They specialize in impact windows and doors for residential and commercial properties, state certified license and insured general contractor. They service again, like I said, Dade, Monroe, Broward. They use locally made products, American made, family owned and operated. That's the big thing. Okay. You will deal directly with the owner. That's our guy, Danny. Listens to every episode here. He's a huge Heat fan. You can reach out to him at 305-484-4429. That's 305-484-4429. They're going to have their website online here pretty soon. In the meantime, check them out at All Pro Construction Builders on Instagram. Mention five reasons. Not only will you get a free estimate, you'll also get a 10% discount. So check them out. All Pro Construction Builders. Reach out to Danny, 305-484-4429. All right, I think the two guys that Greg mentioned here are compelling because I feel like we're going in different directions with the two of them lately. And I, I, there's a conversation that I think has to be had because we've talked about the torch passing. And I don't know that we're quite there. Um, but you got one guy in Tyler Hero who's averaging 25 points on 52% shooting since the All-Star break, has been relied on heavily at the end of games. And you got another guy in Jimmy who has been kind of in and out of the lineup, um, had some crunch time issues. Um, also has had some stretches where he reminded you of who he is, but I think that this is where Heat fans concerns are about this team being a finals proposition because to be a finals proposition and a competitive finals team two years ago, Jimmy Butler basically played at a LeBron James level. Okay. I mean, he was right. I mean, you look at his numbers in the finals. Now, he wasn't necessarily the best player in every game during the playoffs. Some of the games it was Dragic, some of the games it was Bam that you had some hero takeovers, but ultimately with everybody else out, Jimmy lifted them there. We haven't seen Jimmy's having a great season, but we haven't seen as many of those moments, Greg, like where he just, and I do think until we see it again, and particularly coming off last playoff series of stupidly locked in and then gets outscored by Bryn Forbes. I think it's a reasonable concern to say, can Jimmy raise his game to that kind of level again? And if he can't, are they screwed? Because if he didn't two years ago, they had no chance to get where they got. Yeah, no. And there's, there's a couple levels here. It's not that I think heat fans or the heat themselves believe that Jimmy has to play like he did in the NBA in the 2020 NBA finals, every game of an NBA playoff run. Like that's not what they need from Jimmy. But I do think that they're, we are lying to ourselves if we're saying that Jimmy Butler is going to make it through a playoff run shooting 38% in fourth quarters and that they're going to be able to rely on him late in games. Like there's just a part. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties. 
Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Part of this that the impose your will moments, that's what they need to see more of from Jimmy. And I know that that sounds kind of probably like gas baggy cliche narrative stuff, but it's just those kind of overwhelming, uh-oh, Jimmy can't be stopped. Like how many times have we really watched a game this year and said that, especially late, where you're just like, oh, the, the, just give it to Jimmy. He's going to absolutely dominate. Like, I, I just think that they're going to need a couple of those along the way. And that's like the beauty of this team is that not any one guy has to do it every single night, but he's going to need to do it some of the nights. And I just think this throughout this entire regular season, they've been, you know, blessed with the depth and the versatility to play in different ways and do different things. And Spolstra has mixed and matched and just done things in such a great way where they haven't had to, to lean on Jimmy to do that and still be as successful as they are at one seat in the conference. But when you get in a seven game series where all of a sudden the team counters your mismatch hunting, and all of a sudden that gets taken away from you. What are you doing? Are you shooting one-legged threes? Are you shooting step backs? Or are you getting to the free throw line? And so I just think from, from Jimmy specifically, that's the kind of stuff we're going to need to see. Because after this playoff run, if Jimmy ends it the way he ended against Milwaukee the season prior, you're no longer going to be able to go into the playoffs with a clear head and say, Jimmy Butler is our number one guy. You just can't do it in good conscience and be realistic about it. So he has to turn that around. And then the contract becomes a conversation because if he's not your number one guy and you're paying that kind of, we had a conversation about Lowry, you know, this was the cost of doing business. We understood that uh, in both cases and you had to make most of those moves. But if Jimmy and, and Kyle don't play at a super high level in the postseason, there's going to be a conversation about spending $70 million essentially on these two guys who are in their mid, you know, er, in Jimmy's case, early, but early to mid uh, 30s. Uh, it's just it's going to be unavoidable. And that's going to mean and so I'm going to pivot the question here a little bit, uh, Alex, as uh, as we go forward here, because there does seem to be a transition lately. 
And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode was, you know, can you expect more from Kyle and Jimmy? The reality is lately we've seen more from Bam and Tyler, which is the direction that the franchise wants this thing to go contracts aside, because they're your two youngest core players. Again, anticipating that they'll both be there. I know that there's always going to be chatter around Tyler, but let me ask you this. Can Bam, if Kyle and Jimmy cannot raise their games, Alex, do you think Bam and Tyler can raise them enough in the postseason to compensate for that? Yep. And that was kind of where I was going to go because it's funny you said, you know, let's pivot from that because that was going to be part of my answer there is when Jimmy is, like what Leif was talking about there, when they start uh, making it hard on Jimmy, specific matches that we talked about throughout the season, like, you know, I don't, the, the, the defensive teams that have a lot of length and size. The Cavs, Raptors, Celtics, Bucks, whichever one of those teams it may be, when it starts getting tough for him, um, what do you do from there? And I think the, the clear answer is Tyler and Bam. And I think we, we've seen it in, in flashes throughout the, the crunch time offense stuff when, you know, they've had positive uh, flashes, flashes of success there. And then you saw like Bam not get any clutch time uh, attempts at all last night. So it's gone a little bit back and forth, but that's what I'm looking for the most in this playoff run. I think it's going to be step one of, of what you're talking about there handing the torch, the torch to Bam and Tyler, not necessarily like all the way, but it, I, I'm expecting some of that in the, in the, in the playoff run. And I just think like teams know what to do with Jimmy. It's not that he's going to, you know, he, he's not going to be able to replicate what he did in the bubble. I, ju- I just don't really have that expectation. It's not that anything was a fluke. It's just that they had four months of rest. And I think in the bubble specifically, when he was playing at that level uh, against LeBron, he had to, he had to do it. There was no Bam. No Goron. All the usage was on him. And I know, like, Tyler had a strong playoff run, but Tyler wasn't the Tyler that he is now who could really uh, handle the ball for all that time, create for others, score for himself at the level that he do- that he is now. So I just think a lot of it was, you know, Jimmy with fresh legs and having to do what he did. So it would be unfair for me to, to expect him to do that. I just think he has to be, I don't know, 85% of that, where he's still an effective soar- scorer, still getting to the free throw line a lot still getting into the pain, making things happen for others, but it can't just be, okay, Jimmy, bail us out. Like the whole thing with the team is not just depth. When, when you talk about like rotation players, it's a depth of really good players. Right. Like just cause Jimmy is still like in, in all of our minds, probably still the team's best player. doesn't mean you, you can't get these other guys more involved. And it feels like they've done that with Tyler getting all, all the high pick and roll looks that he, that he would want in crunch time. But then you get nice, like last night, like I said, with Bam, where it's just like, he could have easily gotten involved. He, he, the night before he was just getting buckets all over Evan Mobley, like getting like just scoring all over him. Like it didn't even matter. So I but just Alex, think, that's know, my they, concern. Have a, they have a plethora of options they can go to. That, well, that's my concern though, because last night Bam was last on the team in field goal attempts in the second half. And, and that's, you know, the kind of thing that if, if we can't count, you know, on as observers here, if we can't count on Jimmy and Kyle to raise their games, then you cannot have the kind of games from bam where he disappears um it's just it's 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 not it's it's not feasible for them going forward the comparison with this team and this has been thrown out on twitter so it's not original for us is that like the 2004 pistons or the or the or the 2014 spurs and they had a bunch of different options that they could go to in certain games and they both won with they kept you down enough with defense that they didn't need a 30 point explosion from anybody they could get 22 from this guy and 18 from this guy and it could be a different guy carrying a quarter you can win a championship that way. It is harder. It is harder. It is harder than having a Kevin Durant 
playing at an ungodly 53 point level. It is harder than having a LeBron James giving you a 30 point triple double. It is hard. You can't make mistakes. You can't. You, you, right. And so you cannot have guys who disappear. It can be done. That's the path that this team chose when you're going to max out, you know, Jimmy Butler, who's a top 15 player in the world. I, I don't think there's any question about that, but not a top five player. I don't think there's any question about that. When you're going to basically essentially max out for his age, a Kyle Lowry, who is still has remnants of being a hall of fame point guard, but is not a top five point guard in the NBA. Currently, when you're going to max out what are really good players, but not transcendent, I, you know, I watched Boston try to deal with Doncic today late in the game. That is a potentially transcendent player there. Jason Tatum's at Tatum at times has looked lately like a transcendent player. Okay. Not consistently over the course of the season. They don't necessarily have that. They got to get it from a bunch of different guys. And that, that is why uh, you can't have the drops from bam, et cetera. All right. Uh, what we're going to do here, we're going to do rapid fire to close this thing. We're going to do, and I want you guys to be honest about this. Okay. We're going to do, raise same or lower the level you're expecting from each particular player on the team. Okay. But I just, I don't want explanation. I just want you to go that way. I want to see, I see how this thing plays out. All right. Before we do though, I want to tell you about one more sponsor of the five reasons sports network. Well, a couple of sponsors use our product code five RSN. That's the number five RSN. And you can get your premium CBD, the sports cream, the tincture, the gummies at therapistpreferred.com. That's 25% off. This is the best stuff help you sleep, help you recover, go to therapistpreferred.com, use the code 5RSN for 25% off. And if you're an endurance athlete or you just sweat, okay, it's just that simple. Use Go to getsalus.com. The product is called Salus. It's little packets. It's much better than Gatorade or Powerade or anything like that. You get 10% off with the code 5RSN. So just check out the two sites, poke around, therapistpreferred.com, getsalus.com. Remember the code 5RSN. All right, let's do it. I'm going to go around the horn, all right? Uh, Caleb Martin and, and Alex, raise, same, or lower than we've seen in the regular season? So this is about minutes? No, this is about impact. Level of play. Level of play. Oh, okay, okay, I misunderstood. I'm going to go raise in the minutes that he does play. Okay. Greg, Gabe Vincent. Same. Okay. You Duncan Robert, Alex Duncan Robinson, same. Greg Max Struess, level up, level up. Okay, in the minutes he plays, correct. All right, I'm going to cycle back on all these afterwards, but I'm I'm keeping a note of it. Uh, Alex Dwayne Dedman, uh, lower. Greg Markeith Morris. <laughs> I mean, uh, same, I guess. I don't even know what to think about Marquise Moore. Sorry. Alex, Victor Oladipo. And, and I, I don't want you, I know it's been three games. So I'm not, for this one, I'm not having you compare it with the three games necessarily. I, I'm having you, do you think we're going to get more impact from him uh, maybe than we would over a 20 game sample size of the regular season that looks like this? No, if I had to answer, I would say same and something similar to what we've seen so far from him. Greg, PJ Tucker. I'm actually going to go lower. I just, can we really expect him to play better? 
Well, I think the thing that's interesting about PJ, and I think I've gotten through the list here because I don't think we're going to see a lot of yurt. I don't think we're going to see a lot of Haslam, right? Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think we're going to see, I mean, who else is left? I mean, Haywood Highsmith. Uh, I mean, I think I've covered yeah. uh, the, the major players here. I, I think the thing with PJ Tucker is this. I think we saw in the regular season what we thought was the high end he would look like in the playoffs, right? Exactly. Like, like that's he, he's skewing a perfect, my perception, yeah. right? He's a perfect playoff player. The question becomes now, I mean, can he raise from that? Probably not. Will he look can better he get back than he's to looked, that? Right. Can he get back to that? Will he look better than he's looked the last three weeks? The reason it's an interesting exercise, and I, I, I the Struess comment, I like that one because of this. Uh, Spolster used the term, we have great situational players. Not good, great. And that tells you kind of what we've been talking about here on the podcast, which is that they're viewing guys, I think, like Gabe, uh, like Max, and like Caleb but particularly Gabe and Max as kind of swing guys, essentially that like we need an impact jolt at this spot against this guy in this situation. And I think the reason he feels so good about those three in particular, even though Caleb may have a slightly bigger role now, um, but particularly about those two is because we've seen them take like be on the shelf for like a week or two weeks and come off and give them impact. And that is the kind of thing he used to get from Mike Miller and from James Jones. And those guys at that point were in their thirties. They, they were seasoned vets who'd had to deal with that kind of thing their entire career. They would complain about it a lot to me in the locker room and to others, but they were ready, right? You stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. And I think he feels like he's going to get that same thing from Max and Gabe, because as we've talked about all year, they're alpha role players. Alex's comment about Deadman is interesting. Um, I have felt he was the perfect backup center for this team. I'm not down on him because of the way he's played lately. I think he needs a break, but I think we are seeing that he may be more situational too. I, I feel like in a Philadelphia series, yes. In some of these other series, this is why you want to see what Markeith Morris looks like in the next three to four weeks. Okay. And I think he falls in that too, by the way. I agree. I agree. And so I, I think, but I don't think there's anybody on this team that we think is going to be afraid of the lights. The one we've talked about all year is Duncan. And there would be some concerns over some of the performances he's had in the postseason. but I'll give Duncan this credit to close. He could have been buried this year. Okay. Because a lot of people did, including on this podcast. And he has shot the ball at a 40, 40- Right. He has shot the ball at a 40% clip from three in the past. It's almost, it's over two months now. And I so I, December. I, I think he's got to be given credit uh, for getting back off the mat. And that gives me a little bit more confidence about what he's going to produce in the postseason. All right. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Make sure to check out our sponsors, nordvpn.com uh, backslash five RSN uh, for all your security needs. Also, we didn't get to that one today. Uh, but of course, we mentioned use the code 5RSN, therapistpreferred.com, getsalus.com. Check out all pro construction builders and signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale.com. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.